I want to continue our teaching on the subject, how faith works. Will you repeat that? How faith works. Okay, with the subheading, a new faith has come. A new faith has come. The faith that we live by as new creations in Christ, those who have been born from above, is a different type of faith than those who, uh, than those who preceded us, talking about those who were under the old covenant. Those of us who, it was, even though they lived by faith, it was a faith that if they kept the demands, then God would be satisfied, therefore entitling them, entitling them to receive what God has promised, whereby under the new covenant, those of us who are new creations in Christ, we live by the faith of Jesus. <laughs> We're living in the reality of the one that they had faith that was to come. Our faith is in the Christ that actually came. Are you with me? So, 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 so whereby under the old covenant, it was a justification. If they did under the new covenant, we're justified by what Jesus did. And see, if you get this, it would literally change the course of your life. And this, again, I cannot say this enough. Turn me down just a tad and a monster, sir. Thank you. I cannot say this e enough, but how faith works is the most important message that one needs to hear after having received salvation or have, after having been born from above, what that literally means. Why? Because the Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. And we know through revelation of the scriptures, and we're going to go through this, that for the new creation in, for the new creation in Christ, the just shall live by his faith, talking about the faith of Jesus. So what do you mean? We just come into agreement with what he has already satisfied. Again, even now, uh, you don't necessarily have to tell the mountain to be moved. Just come into agreement with the mountains that Jesus has already removed. See, see Mark 11 is still old covenant. What are we talking about? Speak to the mountains. If you say to the mountains, be thou, remove it, cast it to the sea. See, the New Testament doesn't actually start to the birth of the church. So those mountains that they had to speak to, they were removed under this covenant. So I'm just telling the mountain to stay gone. Stay out of my way. Are you with me? So you don't have to climb any mountains. You don't even have to move any mountains. Just get in agreement because Jesus has already moved or removed. <laughs> That's, uh, oh man. Did you get that? Whatever that mountain is, just like you're not trying to get healed, you are already healed. You're just coming into agreement with the healing that he has already provided. Oh, my goodness. Are you here? So this is the most important message that we need to hear. And I believe that it's one of the essential ingredients that's been missing. Living 
by the faith of Jesus. And I say that because there are those who are still trying to qualify for God's goodness based on self-reliance. And as long as you are trying to qualify in order for the mountain to be removed, as long as you are trying to qualify to be healed, as long as you are trying to qualify based on your goodness to receive the riches, riches of heaven, you, you, you actually disqualify yourself because you are now relying on you and not the power of Jesus. You, see, when you try to do it on your own, you remove yourself from God's goodness. Galatians 5 and 4, let's look at it. Let me show you something. Look at someone say, there's a new faith that has come. Are you with me? So any, I would write that down. Anytime you try to qualify yourself based on what you do, you actually disqualify yourself because you are now relying on your own sufficiency. For Look at this. For if you are trying to make yourselves, what, right with God, by keep, now, by keeping the law, I want you to understand by... Uh, keeping rituals and, and doing a bunch of things in order to be right before God. We no longer have to do that. We're not under the demands of the old covenant. That's why uh, we really shouldn't be telling people, if you do all of these things, then. See, that's, that's old covenant. If you, if you don't do all these things, all these curses will come upon you. That's old covenant. Talking about Deuteronomy 28. Are you here? And you still have preachers preaching where if you, there's no way that you can keep all of the demands. All right, they couldn't keep them. And what the law did, it just served as a pointer to the, that it served as a pointer that you are actually in need of Jesus. That's what the law did. It showed individuals that you cannot do this and you need Jesus. Are you with me? So, but, so and I said that to say because we still have people telling you that uh, except you do this, then the blessing won't manifest. Again, the only thing that you need to qualify for the blessing is to have faith in what Jesus did. Now watch this, because if God, minister Tillery, only manifests these things based upon what I do, doesn't that put me back on self-reliance or self-effort or working to do? Are you with me? Again, it's good for religious teaching. It's good, what I mean by religious teaching, in the fact of, of, of making you feel good that you haven't done something. But that's not what produces the blessing. Are you with me? So, so we have to understand, beloved, that we're living by the faith of Jesus. Now, let me show you something. And, and, and I'm saying that to say, remove the guilt. Remove the condemnation. <laughs> Here's the thing, because if, if your view of God is flawed, then how you approach God would be flawed. And if you think you have to measure up in order to receive, you would never measure up. Are you with me? So, so you have to, am I saying get out here and live any kind of way? Absolutely not. We already done been through that. But, but 
but what I am saying is that, again, every time something happens, stop thinking it's because it's something that you are not doing from a righteous standpoint. Well, why did my car break down? Cars break down. Why did I fall and bruise my ankle? People trip. People have a misstep. Why did my roof collapse? The house is old. Why did this happen? Perhaps it's lack of exercise, poor diet, but whatever it is, we have to stop thinking that God is doing this to straighten me out. With any straighten out I needed, Jesus did it for me. And, and so, so God doesn't have to, inf- let, let me tell you why he doesn't have to inflict harm on you. One, when, when you've been tempted, don't say you've been tempted by God. One, he can't be tempted with evil. That's evil. Why does he have to hurt you or to bring trouble to your house to get your attention? You know how God gets your attention? He speaks to you. And it's up to you to listen. Well, why do these other things happen? You are engaged in a spiritual warfare. (laughs) There's a real devil roaming around. He's a real defeated devil, but nonetheless, there's a real devil roaming around, seeking whom he may devour. So there are things that would try to come against you. So, so what do I do when that happens? You arm yourselves with the armor of God. And you come into agreement with what he said. So you declare about, you declare to that thing what God has said about that thing. And you hold fast to it. Again, and we're trying to overcome things by outward. Now, you can go several days without eating, but still, that's not going to cause things to, to, to move if I'm not in agreement with God. Fast. I fast. There, there's times where you may fast. You want clarity on something or this or that. But, but when we're talking about heaven moving, you have to be in agreement. And I say that to say it's not the outward works that causes things to manifest. It's your agreement. Are you with me? So so you want to make sure that, man, I am living in agreement. So remove the guilt. Now, we already know that the book of Hebrews is just in succinct it just deals with the supremacy and the superiority of Christ, how he is superior over the old covenant, how he is superior over the, the priest. All of what the Levitical priesthood had to deal with, all of the sacrificial systems, sacrificial systems, Christ is sufficient for salvation. There is no need for anything else. That's what he deals with. Are you here? So from chapter 10 to literally chapter 13, we see now the superiority of faith. But I want to show you something in 10 
uh, Hebrews 10, starting at verse 19, we'll read up to verse 23. You have to remove the guilt and condemnation. Yes. Because it's not until you start thinking right that you can believe right and receive right. So it's important that I think, again, minister, I have to see myself in light of how Jesus sees me. You, you're not righteous because you, of what you do. Read your Bible, that's great. Pray, that's great. Study, do those, live right, love people. But all those things is not what make you righteous. Jesus made you righteous. And matter of fact, and when you understand that, it'll make you want to do those things because you know that, that man, I couldn't do that anyway. Are you with me? Therefore, let's read this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we what? Have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus. Okay, uh, now under the old covenant, now uh, uh, the, the priest was the only one that could go into of the holies of holies. Are you here? And he would go in with a rope tied about his waist with a little bell at the bottom. And if he wasn't where he needed to be with God, the reason why they had to tie a rope about his waist is because if he was not presentable, they would have to, the, that holy holy was so sacred, so no, and if you just walked up in there, you would die. So they, had, they would drag him out if he got before the Lord and the Lord didn't accept him. Boy. It, isn't that some, imagine that. You going in not really knowing if you come out. Thank God for Jesus. Hey, it's the same thing. Religion has man doing, doing, doing. But here's the thing. You never know if you've done that enough. Therefore, Brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, how, how can we go in now? And not only that, you can go in boldly to the throne of grace. Are you here? By a, listen, listen to this, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is through his flesh, since we have a great priest over the house of God. Keep going. Let's approach God with a what? Sincere heart, full of assurance of faith, of course, faith in him, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil or guilty conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. See, you, you, have to, you have to know that you are right before God. See, notice you have to have confidence in that fact. Therefore, when you get in agreement, nothing stands in your way. From getting in agreement. Well, why are you trying to get, you know, you and your wife at odds. You, you know, you know, you, you, you didn't tithe last week. So why are you asking God for that? Woo. See? The stuff that we have been taught. To have people walking around. I used to think that, man, something broke down. Man, I, I didn't tie. No, because you ain't taking care of it. 
Because we were told, and see, you walk around fearful. Tithe, honor God. God didn't curse you. God cursed the ground. Are you here? So you have people, and see, how, think, man, God, how are you going to go to God with a clear conscience, getting in agreement, and you think that, you know, it's because it is why this shipwreck. <laughs> and again, see, that's why you have to live in agreement. You may not be there today. But hold fast to your profession. But watch this. You, b- b- before you get, th- that's why he gets to verse 23 and said, let us hold fast. Well, let's read 22 first. Uh, come on, everyone reading. Let's approach God with a what? Sincere. What, what do you mean? What do you mean sincere? Lord, knowing that. I, 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 matter of fact, since my life is hidden in Christ, when you stand before him, you look like son. So you have, to, you have to see that. Why? Because your life is hid in him. That's why when people see us, they should see you look like Jerry. <laughs> what I'm saying, because I know you, but you sound like Jesus. You act like Jesus. You treat others like Jesus. See, so, and this is what they're saying, when I see you, I see. Are you here? Notice, having our hearts sprinkled clean from, why are you thinking evil? Now, apart from having, having to deal with spiritual warfare, then you have to include poor decision making into the factor. Factor that into the equation. Why did that? Well, perhaps had you got the wisdom or had you not done that, this could have been prevented. But we're saying all this, or I'm saying this to say, you have to rid yourself of the evil conscience. Man, I, I, I didn't do my devotion. Ooh, is that why that happened? And see, here's the thing. And when you're living in agreement, you can get up and do everything you need to do on the day. You can do all the things that you should be doing. It'll be automatic to get up just give God devotion. You'll find yourself praying throughout the day and getting in agreement. See, that, that's because you're in that agreement. Notice the just shall live by his faith. You, this is how you live. This is not something you do on Sundays or when you need a manifestation from heaven. No, I live in agreement. You're missing this or don't miss it. No, I live in agreement. That sounds like Mark, uh, Matthew chapter 4, right? Stay right here. But, but notice, what did Jesus say to the devil? Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word, Right? That proceeded out of the mouth of God. So that sounds like living in agreement with everything that I say. Watch this. It lines up. It's in agreement with what the word of God says. Hmm. That's why 
We can spend time doing all whatever we want to do, watching movies and shopping and doing all other sorts of things. But one thing that Satan keeps people from doing is learning their covenant rights. Because Satan knows that if you don't know it, you can't get in agreement with it. And if you can't get in agreement with it, you'll be one of them Christians who walk around here talking about this is doing, the, the, you know, this is why that happened, that why that happened. No, it happened. Per perhaps it would have been prevented had you been in agreement. Or have gone away once the thing come because I got in agreement, held fast to it. Guess what? What did Satan do? He left. Do y'all remember he left? Okay, now watch this. Verse 23, let us hold what? Firmly to the, what? Minister Gerald. <laughs> hold fast to our what? Agreement. Homologia, right? So we say the same thing as to hold fast. That word confession, it means to say the same thing as to speak to a conclusion. To love what God loves, hate what he hates. Are you here? So there is a new and living way, but you have to rid yourself. I, I hear you. This is so rudimentary. It, it may sound elementary, but it's a big deal when you don't know how to live in agreement. So, so, so I might be gravitating toward, let me get this. Because I'm going to tell you, performing wears you out. That acting... That acting and watch this, watch this. That acting and never man up. That, see that worries you out, girl. How you doing? I'm doing good, girl. But watch this. You get in your car, you crying. Why? Because the gaslight is on E. Two months behind on this. Three months behind on that. See, and I'm telling you, and this pandemic has showed us that if you're not solid in your faith with Jesus, you will. Be <laughs> so I'll be what? I'll be what? Close your mouth first. It will cause you to wane. Yeah. Why? Because when things happen, since I, I, I didn't know how to get into agreement, guess what? You fell victim to. And I'm going to tell you, again, that, you know, I, I don't care nothing for this saying. That fake it till you make it, I don't care nothing for that. Fake it. That literally said, if I'm faking it, how in the world can I make it? Fake it till you make it. Well, first of all, I never get there faking it. Why? Because I'm faking as a matter of fact, if you're faking, you probably don't even have a desire to do the real thing because you have become accustomed to faking. In other words, you, if you turn that around, all you're saying, just be a hypocrite about it. You eventually come, no, 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 no. Do the right thing. As, as a matter of fact, if you are in agreement, you won't have to fake. If you are in agreement, you will start acting like it already is. Watch, watch this. That, look, that's not faking it. No, that's being in agreement. And since I'm in agreement, I'm going to act now 
like what I'm believing for already is. I, I, I heard that, well, you know, well, you know, such and such told me to fake it till I make it. Well, that was then. you under a new faith now. You were under the old covenant when you heard that teaching. <laughs> Are you here? Okay. We're under a new, a new faith has come. And, and guys, pistis now, pistis, put the definition up. This kind of faith or Bible faith is a faith that can only be generated by God. We're talking about pistis. Now, there's a, just a faith, just the, the, the basic meaning is to have trust or confidence in something or someone. But we're talking about Bible faith, pistis. This kind only comes from God. Hmm. Are you here? It's always a gift from who? God and never something that can be produced by who? People. So listen, in order to, to, to that's why you have to get in this word. Why? If I'm going to live by it, I need to know it. Again, take a survey over this past week and just think about how much of what I said was actually in line with the word of God. About Whatever. When you feel an ache, the first thing, oh, girl, get the doctor number out. <laughs> or do you get into line with Jehovah Rapha, our great physician healer, and declare, Lord, by your stripes, I'm already healed. And whatever that thing is, you tell it to leave, go away. Okay, well, is he telling me now? I'm not, hey. What I'm taking first is what God has prescribed. Yeah. Now, if you want to go, if it's something that's lingering, if you want to go and get uh, uh, another opinion as to, to pinpoint what it is where you can just really direct your faith in that area, there's nothing wrong with that. Because God has given us physicians to help us maintain and stay put together until the healing manifests. Are you here? So we're not saying don't go see, a, don't visit a physician. But we're saying that you've already been healed. And that's what you hold fast to. Even if you're taking what he's prescribed. And if you're watching, even doing the chemo, even whatever it is, you're still laying hold to what he said. Whatever the situation is. Are you here? Because why is that important? Because, again, you can get to the point where you get out of agreement if you're not steadfast in this. Then people will be saying, Sister Shonda, well, what happened? He was a Christian. But here's what people don't realize. Just because you are naming the name of Jesus doesn't mean that you're walking in agreement. Doesn't mean that you're living by his faith. Are you here? So something to think about. But this kind of faith, we said, can only be where the, the definition says, is, uh, for the believer, it is whose divine persuasion? 
God's divine persuasion, and therefore distinct from human confidence, yet what? Involving it. What do you mean? Distinct but yet involves it. Here's how this happens, okay? For the believer, when you hear the word, faith is coming. And what you do, you take what the Lord has said and you say back to him or you say about that thing, what he has said, that is your agreement. That is proof that you agree with God. Why? Because I'm repeating what he said. For it is. <laughs> See, what are you doing now when you say that? You get in agreement. For it is. Written. Whenever you pay a bill, what are you saying after that? Y'all just taking all my money. See, see, is that what the, the word say? Say that. I'm going broke paying these bills. Is that what the word says to say? See, the reason why it's advantageous that you get in this word, so you will know what to say. And if you don't know what to say, you, more than likely you, you're going to say the first thing to come to your head. And if it's not coming in, matter of fact, to, to, to just do a little gauge, if you will, to, to show an individual that they aren't necessarily in agreement, is just listen to yourself. And if I'm saying stuff that's opposite of word, that's, that's an indication I need to get in my word more. <laughs> Here. So we've seen this that this type of faith, someone say Bible faith, Bible faith, comes from God. And this is important because if we if if we're gonna live from his faith, we gotta know how faith works. So this type of faith comes from who? Zoom in on it so those in social media can get that definition. Uh Romans 12:3, ERV. Let's read this. You ready? Everyone, read. Let's read. God has given me a special gift, and that is why I have something to say to each of you. Don't think. Okay. God has given me a special gift, and that is why I have something to say to each of you. Do not, one translation, think more highly of self than you ought to, but you must see yourself just as you are. Decide what you are by the faith that who? God, who has given you? God has given you. And those who, who want to, who, who are uh, King, King James uh, students and New King James, well, it says measure, the measure, a measure. This is the point. Whatever the measure you receive, it comes from him. So if you want to argue, oh, he give me the A measure, the measure, whatever measure you got. This kind of faith comes from him. And I have to say that because in some circles, they, they, uh, eight measure, they measure. Let's focus on this. Who, who did the measure come from? This kind of faith comes from who? 
Write these verses down. Hebrews 12.2. This is good. Again, <laughs> when, you, when you get this, you can live in that freedom whereby Christ has set us free. And listen, you could ease yourself of, of that guilty, evil conscience. And you, you begin to live life. You can let your hair down. You won't make everything super spiritual. Jesus was smooth with his. Come out. Get out. We put the extra on it. We did the kicking and the bumping and the beating and the sweating. We added all that. We did all that. We did that. What you doing, Pastor? We're trying to get close to God. I, I, listen, if you need this to get close to God, you've actually moved yourself away from him. Because it's not. Thank God for prayer shawls and stuff. But, but, but what, what if you don't have it on you? You can have this around your neck and still not be in agreement or still praying according to a custom that we don't even live by. And that's not making light, but, but, but we think it's all about the get in agreement with the Father. And see, it's all show. Let me tell you what messed people up. Religion. In the sense that I'm saying religion, where it's all about what we do to get right before God and what we do trying to settle up with God. Jesus settled your score with God. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher, the, the, the forerunner, progenitor, the beginner. He is, daughter, the author of and finisher of what? Our faith. Hold on. What do you mean the author? When I hear it, guess what? Faith is coming. How does he finish it? It, it, comes into, it comes into completion when you say back to him what he has said. That's what completes it. He's the author and the finisher. So if you want it to be finished or consummated, as we've learned throughout the scripture, you need to get into agreement by declaring back to him, declaring to that what is written. Then he finishes it. John 6, 44. How do I know this faith comes? Listen, you thought you got saved because you can't even get saved except he draw you. You can have salvation. Listen, the only reason you got faith for salvation is because when you heard that words 
of faith. He drew you. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me what? Draws him. And I will raise him up the last day. Galatians 2.20, ASV. Let's, let's see something. So I'm, I'm sure we're establishing here that this type of faith, pistis, comes from him. Which proves that we live by, and if it comes from him, whose faith is it? Huh? I have been, let's read this together, ready? I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer, I, so, so why are you trying to do it? I got strong faith. You're hurting yourself. Because you, you, even in your strong faith, it, it, it's not going to move anything. Not in his kingdom. Abraham was strong in faith. Abraham was strengthened. In faith, he was strengthening what God said. He was so in Romans, where we, and I've showed you this, where the Bible talks about how uh, how Abraham was fully persuaded. He was being strong in faith. That word literally means he was strengthened in the fact that what God promised him, he was able to do. So when the Scripture talks about being strong, it's not us being strong in the faith. Like I got super faith for what? We're living by His faith. Now, he's super strong. Now, you can be strong in your convictions and in your belief and, 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 and put it back into his hands or in agreement with him. But it's in the sense of what we have been made think strong. Man, I'm strong in faith. And watch this. We only thought we'd become strong in faith by doing a whole bunch of. And here's what Satan gets you when it's not working because God lives in agreement with his word. When it's not working, guess what? We feel like, again, then guess what? I'm not doing enough. So you keep doing it and still keep coming up short. Man, did you so say, man, I'm, I, I, I go to church. I go to online Bible study. I go to church on Sunday. I give my tithe. I give my offering. Man, why is this happening to me? I can't win for losing. Man, this, this stuff don't work. Then that's how people start going into deeper religions. Only to be that much more exasperated because you're still trying to measure up by what you do. God bottles your tears. Listen, if things manifest because we cry, boy, the house you will have now. Ooh. The car that you would be dropped just because you cried. <laughs> oh, you're talking about money. Money coming. Woo. Just because you cried. He takes your tears and put them in a bottle. Those are John's tears. And when John gets in agreement. We can release what he wants. Are you here? 
No longer, it, it is no longer I who live, but who lives? Christ living. Who's living in you? Christ. Who? Christ. Christ is living in you. Look at that. Uh, in the life which I now live in the flesh. See, l- l- you, you are just a conduit to express the goodness, the favor, the love of God in the earth. He's just, he's, he's working through your vessel. <laughs> Are you with me? And that life which I now live in the flesh, I live in faith. Here we go. The faith which is in, of, or by the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we're living from. So when you say, I'm strong in faith, well, words, see, now you're not even relying on your help. If he living, wait, I, I, hold up. <laughs> greater is he that is, see, you're the greater one when I'm, I'm, I'm Hercules, he man. Are you with me? The faith which is in the Son of God. So we're living from or by the faith of Jesus. I can do all things. Huh? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But I thought you was, had strong faith. <laughs> Who understand what I'm saying? I understand what people meant by that. I got strong faith. But it, notice, you, you was, it really wasn't producing a whole lot. <laughs> Think about it. Let his faith work for you. Ooh. What is your faith coming? I put it back into agreement with him. Are you here? Okay. Then again, Romans 10, 17. We said this faith comes how? Son, through who? This kind of faith can only be produced by who? God. Okay. So then faith comes what? By hearing and hearing by the word of who? So that lets me know that this type of faith comes from? How does it come? By hearing and hearing by, okay, say it right now. It, it comes by hearing and hearing by the spoken word, that word rhema. Life-altering, life-changing word. So every, every time you speak the word, you are speaking rhema. Not just when somebody give a prophetic utterance. When you speak the word, you are speaking life-altering, life-changing words. They are spirit and they are life. (laughs) That's how you can cause things that are dead. Back to life. Why? Because his words are life. Oh, boy, y'all. 
That's how you can declare things that be not as though they are. Why? Because his words. Life. And it is his word that's the guarantee, not mine. Because we know ours can change from minute to minute. His word is the guarantee. Are you with me? A new faith has come. Hebrews 11. Is that 30 or 45, sir? Hebrews 11. We said a new faith has what? Say it again. A new faith has come. Hebrews. Again, notice earlier I said roughly chapters 10 through 13, we see the, superior, the superiority of faith. Now, during your study time this week, start at verse 1 and read all the way through, and, and you can see the testimonies of the patriarchs of old. Notice earlier I said that the faith, they, eat, they had faith, and they had promises that were manifested, but this promise, talking about Christ, they did not experience. And there were things that were promising them that, were, that manifested because it tells, that, tells us that in verse 23. But God had provided something better for us. They had faith, man of God. We see it. That, again, their faith was in a Messiah that was to come. Matter of fact, that's how those who, under the Old Covenant, Receive salvation because notice Jesus had one given yet. So their salvation is in the fact that this Messiah that you're talking about, I believe that who he say is, and he is coming. They got in agreement with that. But ours is in the reality of him that came. And it makes those who preceded us faith complete, being that it wasn't in vain. Oh, that, well, that's what he says here. Watch this. And all these things, no, and all these, excuse me, all these who everybody he talked about. Go back and read it. David, Moses, Abraham, Jacob. Go back and read it. Are you here? Obtain a good testimony through what? Faith. Did not Received the promise. Notice, they had faith in God. Okay? Again, their faith was in if we did this, if we did these things then. But it was still a faith in God, not in the doing, but in if we did it. But even in that, their conscience was never at ease, man. That's why he tells them in 10, man, get rid of all that thinking. Are you here? But ours, our faith is in the one again that came. Look at what he's saying. All these having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us. So that means it has to be something better than what they had. Are you here? That they should not be made perfect apart. From us. Again, God's promise has become realized in the coming of the Messiah. And our faith in Him 
is the perfection of their faith in the him, him that was to come. Are you with me? Matter of fact, now we rejoice, and from a spiritual standpoint, we all rejoice together. One, they're rejoicing in the sense that, that he came. Are you here? And we're rejoicing in the sense that because he came, now the burden that they had, we can live, oh, Lord, my Jesus, in ease, if you will. That doesn't mean that things won't try to come against you. Thank you. They were fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. There's a difference. So they had to maintain and hold on to the victory's coming and hold on to it. But we, ministry, victory has come. Are you here? Okay. Five minutes. A new faith has come. Let's see this. Galatians 3. Uh, yeah. Getting at verse uh, 21. But let me say this too. The ultimate purpose of the old covenant was to point, and I said this earlier, was to point people to Christ. Okay? Because I, I made the claim that we're not under the rules and regulations and demands of the old covenant. The law was our guardian. I'll tell you what, let's look at verses uh, 21, 22, and 23, then I'll read this. Then we'll go back over it. Are you here? Does this mean that the law works against talking about uh, against the promise of God? Of course not. The law was never giving. The law was never God's way of what? Giving people what? New life. If it were, then we could be made right with God by what? Following the law. Uh, again, it's not what you do that makes you right with God. It's understanding that you are right with God that calls you to do the right thing. Verse 22, 23. Uh, 23. Does this... Uh, but this is not possible. The scriptures put the whole world in prison under the control of sin so that the only way for people to get what God promised was through who? Faith in. You remember earlier I said what qualifies you for the promises? Is your faith in Christ. It is given to those who what? Believe in him. Okay. Verse 23. <laughs> But before this faith, see, again, look at the, the, the difference. He's distinguishing a different type of faith. Before this faith came, the law held us as prisoners, or it was our schoolmaster. We had no freedom until God showed us the way of faith. Notice he's making Jesus the object of our faith. That was coming. So our faith is of a different nature than the faith that they had. Or else he would not let us know before this faith came. Look at verse 24. 
I mean, the law was the guardian in charge of us until Christ came. After he came, we would be made right with God. How? How? Verse 25. We can go back over these. Now that, now that the way of, see, a new faith has come. Are you here? We no longer need the law to be our guardian. Now, again, the ultimate purpose of the Old Testament was to point people to Christ. The law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. And now, again, and now that faith has come, we're no longer under a guardian. So, what do you mean we're no longer under a guardian? Under the old covenant, again, if you do all these things, then the blessings will come upon you. If you don't, then these curses, you're not under that. So don't let people tell you you're a curse because you did this or did that. Are y'all here? Huh. Well, let's keep reading. It, 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 then understand this, a truth that must not be missed, uh, and, and I wrote this down, I need you to hear this, a truth that must not be missed is that we're no longer under the old covenant. Thank you. And we shouldn't allow ourselves to be led back under the law by mendacious or perfidious leaders or deceptive leaders. Don't allow yourselves to be led back under that bondage by you should dress a certain way. See, again, now you're saying I'm right by dressing right, whatever that means. Again, we're making an outward thing. That's old. And people are sitting up in bondage just, just how they dress, how they live, how, it just, just a whole bunch of things. And living under a system that doesn't serve you. And watch this. And when you live back under that system, and we've seen this, it puts you back up under the curse. And you impose it on yourself. Are you with me? Look at Galatians 5.1. We can go back over these. Who's seen a new faith has come? And you know who, who the object of that faith is? Jesus. Notice a new faith has come. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has what? Made us free. So, so who's preaching heresy? Those of us who are liberating you through scripture or those of us telling you to go back and don't listen to that foolishness? Is what some call it. And they're doing no, nothing more than inserting control over people. And you want to talk about witchcraft. And witchcraft is when you're trying to build someone, bind someone's will, bend, excuse me, someone's will against their will. <laughs> And you're trying to get them to do things. God, God is not doing this. Are you here? And even you preach to stop telling people they're cursed because, listen, I'm not beating nobody over the head whether they tithe or not. 
You should, you should know to, you should honor God. But I'm not, I'm not pronouncing curses over people because I'm looking at who, get, and I don't care who give and don't know who give what. But, but, but I'm not pronouncing curses over people because Brother Leo didn't tie this week. And get up and preach, he's cursed. God cursed the ground, not man. Now, watch this. There are certain things. Give and it shall be. Okay, well, I can't expect things to be given if I don't. Then again, if you love what God loves, you're going to do the right. So, so, So my job is, again, is to point you to him, not pronounce curses. Matter of fact, James tells man, blessings and curses shouldn't come out the same mouth. We shouldn't speak blessings and curses. So which one are we doing? Don't bless the people then before you close, curse the people. What are we doing? And, and I submit to you, if some of these cats would trust God and live by faith in him, they'll know that my, my I, it, listen, although in the Bible tells us those who preach the gospel should live by the gospel, you might have how many not. God will find out, so people on the outside will make sure that you have provision. But your faith has to be in the Father, not in condemning people. Whoever, I don't know why we're going on that. Are you with me? Got to beat people up for money or about money. We ain't never did it, not going to do it. I will encourage you, exhort you, but man, I'm not. God is my source. He is your source. Why are we talking about that? And see, some would be afraid to say that because they say, well, man, if you teach like that, they're not going to give. I'm not even worried about that because if you love what God loves, you can do the right thing anyway. Then, too, it doesn't affect me when you don't do what's right. Affect me. Who that affect? If you drink poison, Sister McCain, is that, is that going to affect me? I mean, physically. No. Who's it going to affect? Whoever drinks the poison. But if you love what he loves, well, if you live in agreement, you're going to. See, it makes you think about people's motivation when they're always cursing you because. You're blessed by you. Look, and when you understand how the blessings flow when you give, when you honor God, you, 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 won't, you won't let nobody talk you out of giving. You'd be like, man, you do better going arguing with a stop sign before you talk me out of honoring God. Because I'm going to do that. No, 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 you know, I'm going to do that. Thank God. Y'all blessed the brother real good last week. I received it. 
and greater is coming only because y'all declared it. Y'all declared that at y'all, man. Y'all do greater, Pastor. No, let, 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 let me replay the video, which I said, Pastor, now this is just a little something to show. This ain't, this ain't it. This just a tip. This just a little bit on the down payment on what we did. That's what y'all said. So it don't look at me like, what are you talking about? He went, no, I'm blessed and beyond. Y'all seen the tears, real tears. But, but the first thing I did, let me cash out my bishop. Well, not, not cash out, but on, on the online giving thing. And honor God. I'm going to honor my man of God. Let me, which I do literally every Sunday. But, but and, I, and I say that to say, when you understand the richness of God's blessings, people can't talk you out of it. And no matter money, the, the more you get, the more you honor, you're not going to be like, oh, I can't. You know, and the saying is true. If I can't trust God with $3, when you hit the Powerball, you're, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. You, you're not going to come see God? No. Hold up. Hold up. Let, let, let's just be logical. So you mean to tell me, I'm not going to honor God with just, say, 500 a week. And you hit the Powerball for 500 million? You not? No, you're not. I mean, you, yeah, well, you might give hundred dollars, but you're not gonna know why? Because I'm not. I wasn't faithful over a little bit. Well, I got to be the Powerball because we have a lot of members who play, and they want to help the church. That's that prayer. Lord, you know my heart. If you give it to me, I build the building debt free, Jesus. If you let, Lord, I know you don't back that system, but since I play anyhow, it's not based upon, then y'all start needing it. It's not based upon what I do. Then y'all got me praying. Lord, I sure hope he played the Powerball because. He did say he going to bless me. <laughs> Got me praying for you. I ain't doing that no more. Well, I, I might, but depending on how large it get. But I'm just saying, man. Y'all, <laughs> how we get on there? <laughs> Somebody asked me yesterday, is, is, is it wrong to, to, play, to play a lot? I said, listen, it's not going to send you to hell. Now, I'm not advocate. I'm just saying, li li listen, okay, let's, let's be real for here for a minute. I've never been at the gas station before, and I, that thing be 900 minutes, I like, Jesus? <laughs> Speak, Lord. <laughs> I'm like, hey. Pastor, I need, I need just first five numbers come off your head. What you got? What's in your spirit? Hit, hit me up. 52, 37, 25. <laughs> All right, let's get back. Look. Let's end with this. Let's end with this. Y'all shortly lived up, got a little life in you there. And, uh, I could ask right now, y'all could tell me exactly how it is. Right now, is it 467 million right now?
Now, before anybody get ruffled up and, and try to send me messages, am I telling you to play? No. And if I did, you would make, pay me no, never mind. I ain't stood in power. This thing's 600 million. I, I got bills to pay. Listen, he said it is not going to send me to hell. I'm just saying, God doesn't back that system. He has a better system. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, if someone get it, just why not it be a Christian who, who uh, let it be a, a Christian who plays? I mean, why it got to be somebody who disregard God, you know? But I do know the ones, and I, I'm just, I don't know if any of you play or not. But of course, based upon the response, there are several. I'm just saying, those who I heard responding, I know that you would do the right thing. So, so when that four million hit my cash app, oh, she hit. She actually hit. <laughs> But you're going to get your millions through your business acumen, and God's giving you creative ideas and wisdom. So there's other ways to get it. Amen. Y'all don't like that way. Y'all don't like that. All right, take too long, Pastor. Nah, nah. I've been I've been confessing this. My business. Nah, I've been confessing this a long time. <laughs> a new faith has come. Are you with me? Notice we see here Jesus says, stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be what entangled again with the yoke or with a yoke of bondage. Notice we did get to the point where we'll talk now about a new faith has come and we'll put a pin right here and next we'll pick up right here and we'll move a little further. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.